podcast. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you here. And I am Laura. I'm the owner of ODA Virtual Assistant Agency and Consulting. Um, and we are a small boutique agency of virtual assistants, online business managers, and really just working with small businesses and women in business to um, help you thrive and help you get stuff done in your business. So um, we're really here to just be support of women, which is of the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm Angelique with Lady Powerhouse Solutions. And um, so Lady Power Solutions is a heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women, entrepreneurs, um, mostly. It's not like we don't like you guys. We do, okay? But um, <laughs> I work, what I tend to, the, the, the clients I tend to attract are these women entrepreneurs that are on fire. They're lighting up the world with their passion and their drive to achieve their missions, much like our guest today, and the most authentic way possible. And those are the people that we attract. And um, Laura, uh, you said something that made me think of something and I lost it. So go ahead and do uh, talk about it, uh, the podcast, and then maybe I'll remember in the meantime. Okay. <laughs> so Maybe together, Angelique and I, we are um, Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. And our mission here on this podcast is to empower women in business and in life to live authentically and support each other instead of competing with each other. To model this authenticity um, through our business and personal relationships and to empower other women to do the same. Right. To normalize the struggles, share the lessons we learn, the common goal being lifting women up and never turning them down and normalizing what it looks like. You guys, this is my sole mission, right? To normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other, building up their confidence, which is another thing we're going to talk about today is confidence and using their gifts and passions to fulfill their life's calling. Because if you feel like something's not quite right, it's probably because you're not following your calling. You're not answering the call. You're not living your passion, right? So our, our, the goal with the podcast is create this community where we build, maintain, and grow a sisterhood that believes in an abundance mindset, sharing our struggles and helping each other rise to our highest potential. Absolutely. We love it. So today we have Michelle Baker. And Michelle has been described as a breath of fresh air. And let me tell you, yes, she is. And the power of her story combined with her passion and enthusiasm is, a t is enough to make anyone want to tap into their potential. She masterfully guides audiences to embrace challenges as new chapters that enhance their capabilities. She encourages moving away from trying to sell um, towards value-add conversations that confidently communicate a win-win for all involved. And welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, Angelique and Laura, to have this conversation. And hello, Linda, who's watching. Yeah, and that, I, that's, what it, that's what I remember. I was like, oh, I remember now. <laughs> 
If you are watching live, please drop a comment in, in the chat. So, or, or, you know, wherever you're watching from, whether it's LinkedIn or YouTube, let us know that you're there. We love it when people are here with us live. Absolutely. Um, so welcome, welcome, Michelle. It's awesome to have you. And uh, so got to share a little funny story about our little pre, uh, we do a little pre, what do you call it? Like pre-party? We have a little pre-party pre before we have to do the party party. Brain room chat. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to arrange the screen. Now, this is not the first time I've done this, but usually I wait until we're live and then I try and figure it out, right? right. So I was like, I'm going to get ahead of the game. I'm going to figure out how to get Michelle on top. Meaning, and I said it out loud, Michelle, I want you on top. Which started a whole conversation. And she's like, I was like, wait a minute. That sounded way too kinky. But... Um, <laughs> We, I was trying to get her on the screen so that she was bigger than the, me and Laura. So anyway, that'll be the yes. name of this episode. And I'm, I'm, on, I'm on top. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. I've been dreaming of being on top, so yay. <laughs> yay. You know what's cool is that as far as I'm concerned, my philosophy and the philosophy for Fempreneur True Confessions is we're all on top because there's enough for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yes. 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 There's. Uh, uh, I did. Uh, I recently heard a woman say that I, I, I took an embrace. There is no pie. Mm, okay. Right. So the abundance is people are trying to get a slight piece of the pie. They're trying to get something. They, yeah. They're trying. They're saying that if I don't, what other people have, you know, there's a constant comparison and contrasting what they didn't get, how unfair yes. it is, and what you should have gotten. I don't believe they have this. There, that conversation is eliminated when you realize there is no pie. It doesn't matter what anybody else got or received. Yes. Or received. Doesn't even matter what you didn't receive. You're in a new state today where you can go out and create abundantly, infinitely, whatever it is you desire. Amen, sister. I just finished yep. the uh, seven. Is it seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra or six? I think it's seven. I think it's seven. So good. And it's right along those lines that once we wrap our head around these seven laws, and one of them was a really hard pill for me to swallow because I'm a control freak and I want to control the things. Um, that's one of the things you've got to let go if you want abundance, okay, is yeah. having that security and and, and for me, that's controlling. And I know that's a very uh, longstanding issue because of my childhood. I know that now, um, you know, being that hype, that hypervigilant. But anyway, um, good book. Highly recommend. Uh, so, Michelle, your your little tagline says igniting confidence. So obviously you're a confident person now. Yes. Um, but we. I, and we were, and again, we talked about this pre-party, but we're going to revisit. Um, I didn't always, I wasn't always confident in, in you know, like, no, I mean, nobody really, I mean, there probably is a, a few people out there that come out of the womb just being like, booyah, here I am. Um, they're, I think they're called sociopaths, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health professional, okay? Right. But, um, so we don't we don't come out of the womb just completely confident. So what you share your share just share your story. 
Uh, well, yeah, just to um, just to clarify, one of the things I want people to understand is confidence is simply your belief or your faith in um, uh, something or a person, right? So you can actually be confident that things are going to go wrong. There's a mm -hmm. myth that people think that confidence is positive and favorable. Whatever you keep speaking about, you keep bringing about because your confidence is going to happen. Yep. You're confident that you're confident that it's going to fall apart. You're confident that somebody is not going to be the person or disappoint you or let you down. That's confidence. Yeah. So the what the work that or what I do around it is helping people to use the superpower that they have to instead of creating a life that's miserable, that's frustrating, overwhelming, to create one they actually that's amazing that they love. You, you're using the power. You're just using it against yourself instead of for you. That's it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Exactly. And we don't think about that all the time. Like you're talking yourself into that negative. You know, I grew up, even my mom told my husband, like, she's always waiting for the ball to drop, like the, the, the floor to fall out. Like she doesn't mean to do it. So when I realized a while back, like you keep talking that in to existence, like you keep waiting for that negative to happen. And I live positively, but I just kind of always knew this. It was really hard to shift that mindset and be like, okay, I don't have to think about what may happen. Let me just stop thinking about it, get out of my head about it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and so the curiosity for me was how did you shift the mindset or have you shifted the mindset? Mm -hmm. So that's where I go into the work because what people on my mindset is rooted in belief and belief is encoded and imprinted in people by the time they're seven or eight years old. So most people are living their adult life by the rules of their childhood, by the rules that were given to them by parents who've never gone or done anything remotely close to you. Parents who didn't even barely like you, let alone love you, appreciate or affirm you. So if you follow those rules, there's no way you're going to create success. And if you do create it, you won't believe it and you'll self-destruct and destroy it because you will not believe you are worthy of it. So it requires, as an adult, sitting down and deciding who do you actually want to be and then go about the business of becoming that person. Because so how did you, that, then you how can did you, clear the past. How did you come to this realization? What's your journey? Because you weren't always, you didn't always have that belief, right? No, I was raised um, by blue collar parents uh, from the South. So, uh, you know, Southern Baptist. So I was taught to not only not be seen, but not be heard. Mm -hmm. uh, corporal punishment was how I was raised. My father was the son of a sharecropper. So he actually picked cotton. My parents were raised in areas where they were colored, colored only signs when they grew up. So I was taught to be quiet and that I should just be happy for what I had. So even though I had all these ideas and visions inside of me of greatness, of my ability to do incredible things, I kept suppressing them because I was conditioned to believe that what I had was enough. And who are you to want more? So I was in turmoil. I was in mental turmoil all the time. And what people don't understand is when you have all this energy, vision of life and greatness inside of you, it doesn't go away. It just funnels to something that's generally not good for you. Right? So we're all given this infinite amount of energy. I, as a child, I was raised in a household. My father left when I was nine. My mother remarried, alcoholic, alcoholic. A lot of abuse happened to me. I was incarcerated by the time I was 20. Um, 
somehow figured out after that to get work. So I started working and buying stuff and getting stuff and realized the stuff was not nearly making me happy. So um, went and got a college degree because I was like, okay, it's education. Went away to college when I was 25, got a degree, came back, got more stuff. Still miserable. My first bout of uh, depression that uh, got me diagnosed with suicidal ideation. So then I found a ministry and started doing work and really working on, you know, just being joy and having more joy. And then I finally got engaged and was looking forward to life. And we had, uh, you know, created the vision of our life and moving down south and all the different things. He had a son we were going to adopt because I, I believe in like, you know, his son was seven. And I thought it's horrible. Like, why would I have a baby just to say I have a kid? What would be better for this family is to adopt or foster kids around his age so he can mm-hmm. have things to play with. So if you truly want to create a family, you do things that are for the family, not just to selfishly have a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can have a baby. Not everybody can be a mother uh, or a parent, right? And so he ended up getting six, two and a half months later, he was dead. And this oh was- Oh my God. Le- right after I was getting ready to move. Three days later, I was on a truck headed to Texas because I didn't know what else to do. I I just knew how to be strong and keep going. Not to mention because Southern families, his family's from Alabama, my family's from Texas, Louisiana, they're they're rooted in tradition. And because we were not married, no one came to my aid. Right. One member of my family came to visit me, came to help me out while after he passed because he was not my husband. No one can. And I'm the strong one. Everybody thinks I'm so strong. And then I always tell people, you got to check on your strong people. Yes. Right. Because we like we are generally being plugged into all the time, unappreciated. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we know this is the cause to help. Right. Anyway, relocated to Texas and bout number two of depression because I don't know. Yeah. I literally moved somewhere where I didn't know anybody, had no family, no friends, and all I knew to do was work. And I had a a boss who was borderline crazy, and I just worked myself to the nub till I ended up in a doctor's office falling apart. And a doctor asked me all these questions, and she was like, oh, my God, you have, like, general anxiety disorder. Oh, here's a, like, you go home and don't go back to work until you see somebody, right? So it was that angel along the way. And so... Once I, you know, got the diagnoses, um, thank God for health insurance, um, got the diagnoses, got to see a therapist um, and found out and discovered I had all of these thoughts and it was suicidal, you know, generally, general anxiety disorder with suicidal ideation. And once I started working with someone, I realized, okay, I want to live life. And then I realized, because what she asked me was, well, what is it that you miss so much about him that makes you want to end it? And I miss the fact that he was um, uh, uh, unconditional love. Mm. There was nothing I could do. The, the one thing he would always say to me was like, "Like, why do you do that? You know, I'm not leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know." And I was from that like dysfunction where I just kept trying to break us up because that's all I yeah. knew. They stay together, yeah. they leave, they don't keep their word. So I just yeah. kept break us up, and he would just think it was hysterical. He was like, wow. "Anywhere? I'm not going anywhere." And then I finally probably like a year, year and a half before he got, became ill, I had stopped and I had started loving him back. And I started saying the same thing to him too. 
well, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So I guess we should figure this out, huh? To have, and it yeah. started to be like, you know, a lot of fun. And then he got sick. And so for me, I would thought, why would God, universe, creator be so cruel as to give me something so amazing mm-hmm. and then take it away? Yeah. And so once I realized what I missed about him, and I, you know, my faith is in my higher power, God, universe, you can call it whatever you want. I'm not a religious, right. not anymore, you know, um, I asked, you know, why would you take it away? He said, I didn't take it away. I gave it to you so you could give away. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so I became, and that's what I'm, that's why I'm known for people. My clients will tell you it's the most loving relationship they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I'm out to do is to help people live with joy and enthusiasm by creating a life they love. Like even with my sales, I'm like, you guys want all these amazing clients because you want to make money. One, you want to make money for the people you love. So if you're doing all this craziness, love is not you're not going to create love. You must start in love to create love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to networking events if you hate networking events? You're never going to find a client you love doing stuff you hate. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the work I do is to really help people to get rooted in what is your why? Why are you doing all of this? And what, what, yeah. why does it matter? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't matter, stop and start trusting that there is something greater than us that will work on your behalf when you tap into it. Yes. Everything we need resides inside of us. It's never outside. But until you get clear, you think other people know more than you. You follow the shiny object. Yeah. So that's how I build confidence. I built the confidence of that, you know, that turned into starting to do the work, working in ministry work again here in the Texas area. Then that turned into my sister came to visit. She did. She moved like so it just kept snowballing it at one thing after another. And the next thing I know, I was I had left my corporate sales job the dream job, which I was miserable in anyway, because it wasn't a dream. It was turned into like more of a nightmare. You thought it was, it was everything you ever, I wanted, but I didn't know why I wanted it. I wanted it because it's what everybody else told me. I should. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I got it because now I don't regret anything. Mm-hmm. I left, became my sister's live-in aid and caregiver. And I was going to look for another job when someone invited me to an e-women network meeting. And from that meeting, the woman, um, uh, I'm trying to remember her name, some, Danucci. I can't think of her first name all of a sudden. But she spoke on goals versus vision and about the difference between a vision of who you were becoming versus what you were getting. And then I immediately changed. Like I remembered an instant when I was 13, I had three businesses. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. I had totally forgot because of yeah. the abuses that happened to me from the alcoholic man in my childhood, from the incarceration, from just trying to be a good girl. Yeah. I just wanted to be a good girl and make everybody else proud of me. I hadn't stopped to say, what do I want? Yeah. Who do yeah. I want to be? And that's when, and I have not looked back. And I knew it was 30 years later that I sat in that room and I knew it would not be easy. I had 30 years of hot mess I had created. <laughs> so so what built what was it that built your confidence? Was it a little bit along the way every single adverse 
you know, situation you had to overcome that built your confidence? Because it, for me, as I'm listening and I so relate, okay, you just hit at, with one obstacle after another, after another, and after another. And I went through that as well. Um, I just kept going. I was like you. I was like, I just, I was strong. I just kept going, but I, I didn't get any more or less confident. I don't think. I think, no, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Every single time I came through something that was supposed to knock me on my, my butt. And I was like, nope, not today, Satan. Then that was, that built my confidence up a little bit more. So is that what happened with, do you think so for you? I didn't understand I was confident until I created a clear, captivating target until I created the vision of my, of who, like my legacy vision, then I had this clear, compelling target for my lifespan, right? Doesn't mean it can, it doesn't change. And with that, all my energies go that way. So then I could clearly see what was working, what was, then all the experiences started to make sense. Like they were making sense at some, you know, juncture here and there, the, in the, um, the expansion of the experiences making sense became just it, it just, it was like I was flooded, like the floodgates of my mind had opened and all of a sudden I had all these awarenesses and I just, the repetition, like no, nothing would stop me. So as time would go on, I would start to realize, like you said, the stories, I would build up my own stories. I would hear other people's stories. And then the confidence, the, the, the favorable confidence is just your identity. So when you were saying you're looking for that shift, when did I shift into the awareness and the knowledge that I could do this? Like I had, I had stopped having a wavering thought about my ability. No one can tell you that. Right. You yeah. just, it's the repetition that leads you there. See, that's what everybody keeps asking for. The win. There is no W-H-E-N. You must get clear on where you're going and your willingness and unwavering, um, belief to keep going until you win mm -hmm. you will never know the w-h-e-n and you must be compelled and captivated enough to keep going until you win oh, i love that because that's you're right everybody's looking for like when does this shift happen and when is this gonna you know and and it's it's never that like you, oh. you get a little bit of a, a little moments like angelique was saying like you get stronger through every challenge um but we were always taught like you were michelle like nope we're the strength we were always the strong highly independent mm -hmm. you know single mother family and that was how we were taught to be like you've got to be strong you've got to be up front feeling emotions like you know like there's a weakness in there if you get too emotional about stuff like just stand up be women be strong and so that not really so it's kind of like a fake it till you make it kind of moment yeah. and it's like okay great but when do i no longer have to rely on my own strength or when do right. i get to be sad and down and vulnerable and that kind of thing and yeah and i and laura what you say is it's it's nothing there's no right or wrong to this that the difference of what you've described is that because you're doing what you ought to need to should do it's a do mm -hmm right? There's no end in sight. It's just yeah. activities, right? Mm -hmm. When you have a clear vision that your identity, 
that your habit, like that you're going to integrate this and one day it's going to just become who you are. Mm -hmm. That's with the ease of it. You start worrying about how many times you did it and when it's going to happen. What successful and wealthy people know better than anyone is to habituate. Because when you habituate, you can't not do it. And so when I'm counting when and when I'm asking when, I'm still in the I'm still in the integration mode, right? If you know going from conscious incompetence, right? Uh, from yep. unconscious incompetence where you start something, you don't know how to do it, but you know this is going to lead to success. And your goal is to get the unconscious competence where you where it's who you are. You can't not do it. And that's what most people are incapable of helping another human being get to. They promise you that. However, most people are stuck in the wrong before where below where they're consciously competent of what they have to need to ought to should be doing to uh -huh. get there. And as long as you keep talking about it, you're not in integration. It's not your identity because when it's your identity, can't not do it. Why would you talk about it? Just who you are. Yeah. Right. And that's what, we that's what people strive when they see the top performers the the really successful people it doesn't mean they don't have insecurities it doesn't mean that they don't second guess themselves it doesn't mean that they don't feel imposter syndrome those are all states of success because success means that you're constantly doing something you've never done before and as a human being the minute you do something you've never done before you're going to feel insecure uncertainty you're going to have that imposter syndrome how fast do you shift out of it and remind yourself look i've done this a thousand times i'm not going to fail it doesn't even mean if you make a mistake you still haven't failed right failure is just feedback yeah. It's just a learning. You're in a we're in a constant learning curve, right? Yeah. So it's it's this perpetual growth. And that's the that's the state we should be in. Yeah, see, and there's we go. Should it's a word I <laughs> remove my because yeah. you know, like the, the the should is actually considered unconsciously in our mind. It's an admonishment because should is predicated on the past. It means that I I have meant to have form. I meant to have prior awareness about something I've never done before. <laughs> and I'm putting it. Oh my like, gosh! Yeah, we could shoot like, ourselves really? all over the place. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I tell people, don't shoot on me, and I won't shoot on you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, there was a. So I, before Virtual Expert, when you came on and, and, and before when I first started getting into um, building the agency and getting into this work and freelancing and all of that, I met you. And I was like super frazzled that day. So we get on this one-on-one -on -one and I'm completely frazzled. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. So, and I don't know if you remember this, Michelle, but we were on this thing and she goes, okay, so we get almost to the end of things and she does this, like, you know what I like to call that coming to Jesus moment, the ripping off the bandaid. She goes, I'm going to tell you two things. One, I didn't know you were having a problem. I would never have known. And two... Why would I hire you if you if this is what you know you don't seem confident you don't seem like you really know what you're doing like you're just kind of guessing and, and and moving through this so just stop and I was like oh, I love her I started stalking <laughs> you not really stalking you I always say that but I I laughed I was like oh my gosh because 
I am someone where, you know, you just, you have to just give it to me direct. Like I just, I, you know, you have to just say it and, 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 you know, risk hurting my feelings or whatever, you know, just, but you got to just say it. And you did that. And it was the funniest thing because that for me was a, a, a big um, mirror moment where I was like, uh, how yeah. am I presenting myself? Why did I go through all these things? Like, I felt this incredible need to just be like so apologetic and be crazy in that moment and was like, why did I behave that way? You know, so it was just very interesting. Um, and then you came on to with the VE group and spoke last year. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Michelle I remember. Yes, I absolutely love her. And, you know, and all of that. But I've always um, loved what you bring um, because you're very, you know, direct and to the point And you do say it. You're like, look, this is this is where you need to be. Like, you need to think about these things. You need to kind of understand how you even present yourself in that, you know. So, And I um, think too, Laura, it's people like you and I, when someone else calls us out on our bullshit or just says, hey, you realize what you just did? You mm -hmm. said should. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm the, I really don't want to be the person shitting on other people. I really don't. So yeah. I'm like, thank you so much for doing that because I hadn't even realized I'd done it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's people like us that are, I don't know what you call it, receptive, mature, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but we attract people that will bring that out in us and will do that for us. Um, and yeah, so you need to keep. With the non-sugar coders, right? You know, and so, you know, is it really, or is it just being like honest and bullshit free? Well, yeah, yeah well, it, um, I saw something recently, um, and I can't remember. It was on my timeline somewhere. Cause I listened to like snippets all day long. I'm constantly listening to things that jack me. So when people are like, Oh my God, you're so energetic. It's because I plug in and recharge my energy all day long. Cause I know what it takes to be me. Like I didn't do that all the time. Right. I used to think what's wrong with me by the time I hit two o'clock and I was ready to pass out. Right. Cause you have not taken care of yourself. Um, right. But I heard somewhere where this guy, it was an African-American guy who had went to um, uh, Stanford, I think it was, Stanford or Yale. He went to the MBA program and somebody said, what did you got take from that program? He said, the one thing I took from that program was I was the minority in class and it was a bunch, you know, of, uh, you know, you'd say kind of privileged or whatever kids, um, people that they didn't care what other people thought. Like most of when you go into most of the world, People don't want to raise their hands. They're embarrassed to ask questions. They start off apologizing um, before they, when you ask them a question, they come out and tell you how bad the answer is going to be. Well, you know, I'm new at this and I don't actually know. And I've never really tried. Like they tell you how bad it's going to be before they answer. They disqualify say, themselves. Yeah. Just, that's the term. Perfect term. Like I, I sit on calls now. I'm like, why are you even talking? <laughs> like, right. And but he said what he noticed was these people were up to something in their life. They had a target, right? So it, this is where I tell people, like, why I see the power of a target. They had a target and their only mission in life was creating or complete, completing that target. So there was no question that they felt that they would ask that would embarrass them or make them feel bad in the quest of creating what they knew they were capable of creating. Mm. 
So my question to people now is what are you up to and why do you care if another human being, a flesh and blood mortal on this planet doesn't understand you and why it's so important to dial it in from inside of you because that is God, universe, Buddha, Allah, the source, the creator, the goddess, whatever you want to call it. When you tap into your soul for what you're here for, then you better not let another human being deter you, distract you, deny you, delay you or dissuade you from what you know to be true for you amen great shit yep (laughs) that's yeah absolutely you know and that learning to be you be enough like when you say it and it's just like oh okay yeah i i don't personally care there's a lot to unpack there we can't do that all in one sitting (laughs) no but um (laughs) you do have three tips for us that uh, for building confidence but uh, as per usual, we want to get to understand how did you come to those three tips? Like what was the process in a nutshell? Oh, so I am the, I am, uh, and not amongst my, uh, colleagues is the queen of acronyms. They're like, Michelle can acronym anything. So going to college as a freshman at 25, how I graduated was I acronym stuff that I had to go then distill into a test and exam, right? I create these things in my mind so I can remember it, right? Uh, or I could present it. So I acronym everything when I started because it was, um, I it just it, like it flooded back to me all of a sudden. I was like, this is fun and other people can remember it. So I used to do being, right? Because I People are human beings not doing. So it's B-E-I-N-G. And it was too long. And it was, I wasn't able to really get and dive into it. So I just dialed it down to like, what I'm helping people do is dream big. And the B-I-G is uh, the acronym I use. So I can say it in five minutes or a half a day. I do, like it expands. So it's my principle that contracts or expand on demand. Cool. That is great. So what are your three tips for building confidence? (laughs) The first one is B is belief. What do you believe to be true? What is that big, hairy, audacious thing that makes you so excited at the same time nervous? So it's nervous sided is what I call it. It's that thing that- Nervous sided. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like being Rebecca Brave. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's that thing that, you know, like it, you can't stop thinking about it. It When you think about it, you're scared because you don't know how. And at the same time, you know that you know that it would be absolutely amazing and awesome. And the reason you don't know how is because it's creating that trust that you need for to get out of your own way. You need to start trusting your higher power to guide your steps. Mm, and that's why absolutely. it's so important that it have that part. So it's the belief. What do you believe? Yeah. Right? Sorry, the and idea. it's not Rebecca Brave. It's Rachel Brave. That's from oh, a previous Rachel guest. Brave. Rachel Jinx <laughs> was on. Jinx. She was telling her story. And she, someone referred to her as like, you know, whoa, I'm going to learn how to be Rachel Brave. Because she stepped out of her comfort zone and did something that was very brave. And um, so that's that's what it brought up for me was being Rachel Brave about our belief you know, mm-hmm. in ourself. Yeah. Awesome. So it's I. Yes. Yeah, so I is imagination. So once you get clear on what you're believing for yourself, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, it's And that's why I say tap into yourself because that way you can keep going when it gets dark, because it will, when it gets hard, when it gets difficult, when the naysayers and yeah. the critics come and the fact that it's so big, you can't actually explain it. 
Mm -hmm. right? And that helps you as well to build the trust because now you're moving forward. You're like, sometimes people add, like I tell people, look, I don't need to tell you everything. I know, and that's all that matters. Are you with me or not? <laughs> like I've actually said that to people, right? <laughs> and so your imagination is either working for you or against you. And the way you know is your life. Is your life working for you or against you? Immediately, as soon as everything happens in your life, you're either saying, this is good, this is bad, this works, this doesn't work, this is unfair, this is fair. They like me, they don't like me. They're saying things. So when you begin to use your imagination for bigger and greater things, to get creative and innovative, when you have a big vision, a big hairy, audacious dream, you want to think about it. You're, you stop caring about the minutia and the minute that's right in front of you. Now your mind wants to work on this, this thing that lights you up from the inside out. So you get to engage the infiniteness of your mind and your imagination in your favor. Mm, love that. And then the last letter is G. All else fails. You don't create a big vision, a big hairy audacious, your imagination, you still like it's unfair, whatever. Gratitude is your game changer. Oh, yeah. Gratitude will change your state in an instant. The mm -hmm. only reason you have any problem in life is because you're looking at what you don't have or didn't get. What someone didn't do or didn't say or did do or did say. So you're in the negative. You want to get out of that negative state? Start looking for gratitude. And I actually use it for people. If people get on my nerves, I start looking for something to compliment them on. So I, I work in my mind. I immediately decide that this is going to be an amazing conversation that they will walk away grateful for. And I allow myself to tap into the infiniteness of he that is greater than me and allow that inpouring and I get and and it's amazing. It happens 100% of the time, 100% of the time, never fails. So I call him God. You can call him universe, Buddha, Allah, the source. God never sets you up to fail or look bad. You do that all on your own. And when yes. you decide to live the big life that nothing's impossible and be the gift that you are to this planet and imagine everything that's working in your favor and be grateful today because you don't know why it's happening today. It'll, the story will unfold later. Just be grateful that no matter what happened, it's working in the favor of you, your life, your family, and your big, hurry, audacious dream, your life will turn around less than 30 days. Don't even take 30 days for your miracles to start happening. Right. No, it doesn't. It, yeah. it, it can take as little as 24 hours. It really yeah. can. Yeah. Because it's like you said earlier, what you talk about, what you put energy into, that's what will come back. And so if you're if your energy and your imagination and your thinking is is focused on just being grateful for what you have and being grateful for what is coming to you, guess what? You're gonna get those things. They're going to come to you because you're you're showing the universe that you appreciate those things or God or whatever. You're being grateful, you're having gratitude. Um, and you know, it'll just give you more. Mm-hmm of the same. So go yeah. ahead, complain. You'll get more of that or right. be grateful and you'll get more of that. Yeah. I know last year for 2022, my word of the year was gratitude um, and really leaning into that and learning and, and really figuring out what that meant because we're, you know, and we discuss it here. We are non-compete. We're here to uplift everyone and we're not we're not here to compete. We're not here to, you know, 
like you were saying, the piece of the pie, right? There's like, no pie. Right. Yes. It's like, yes. we're just here. We have gratitude, be grateful. And even explaining to my son, I mean, even something where you find a penny on the street, where you celebrate that penny, that penny meant the world in that moment. Like, just get okay with celebrating everything. Everything. That comes yes. along. Yeah. yeah, I pick up every piece of change because, you know, it's that if you don't celebrate the small things, you will not uh, be able to interpret the, the big things. And I'm curious, what is your word for 2023? Because I do a word. I actually have a download. Um, mm -hmm. I call it a watch word. So I, it helps me to watch my year. It helps me. It tells me it guides me in saying yes or no to things, because uh, if it doesn't tie to my word and my principle, like what I'm expanding, oh, that's awesome. yeah. my character, because my word is uh, to help develop and expand my character. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. So that's like I said, the who. Everything I do is about the who, who I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. And that, so I'm just layering more and more character and integrity onto who I am. So. I haven't said that. What's your word this year? Well, I didn't come down to one word. So my <laughs> my my thing this year is limitless mindset, growth, and grace. Is really what my year is now focused on. Is just being limitless, my growth, and then my grace that I give myself and the people around me. Um, you know, because giving myself grace was the next thing I learned. Like, I don't do it so often. So I am definitely focused on that this year. And continuing in gratitude, always continuing the word from the net, the last. But yeah, grace is probably the biggest part of that this year. I don't think yeah. I've chosen a word yet this year. Uh, last year, I'm trying to remember what last year's word was because it was, a. I think it was implementation. Um, because I'd done so much investing in my own business, in my own life. Um, and then implementation did not happen last year. Last year was a very much a uh, shit show. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, just, you know, stuff happened. And um, if anything, I, I think last year my word was flexibility because I was definitely flexible. Okay. Um, this year I haven't picked one yet, but I, I do want to pick one. And what first came up was sacred because I do, I have this sacred longing to do this thing. And if, if I, what I'm working on isn't associated with that sacred longing, I don't want to be doing it. Mm -hmm. I, and my tolerance has gotten, as I've gotten older, has gotten less and less and less for doing shit that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and putting up with stuff that I don't have to put up with. Yeah. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy idea. You don't, you're an adult and you don't have to put up with that. Yeah. What a concept. Um, but for people pleasers and women who have been brought up in a society where, you know, we are, like you said, don't, you're not to be heard. You're not to be, you know, seen. You don't make a fuss. You don't rock the boat. Um now, mind you, I, I did not grow up being told to be quiet all the time. Um, my mom was very much, you know, she's a bit hippy dippy and uh, <laughs> went against the grain quite a bit of the time. Our theme song, her and I would go around, these boots are made from walking and that's what they're going to do. They're going to walk all over you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that I, I kind of grew up just learning to be defiant and questioned stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's how I raised my daughters question everything don't trust everybody that you you know you you it's not it's not quite to the extreme of 
don't trust anyone, but just don't trust everybody. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't be yeah. quite so gullible. Um, I, I still am because, you know, if you, if you can't trust and you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, just walk around with just a shell around you all the time. Been there, done that. Doesn't work so great. <laughs> so I don't know what my, my word of the year is yet, but it's sacred longing, sacred, that, that's kind of what came up for me. Um, Laura uh, is going to tell us a little bit about Michelle's got a special event coming up. She does. So um, Michelle is offering to everybody here um, on February 8th. Um, it's set your mind free in 2023, her vision board party. So she um, will give, um, she's offered the link to that, which we'll put in the show notes, but joining her on that vision board, it's more than just a vision board, which we know because Michelle is always going to be more, Um, but that's just kind of, that's the title of it. And that, you know, and what she is offering to all of our um, listeners. Um, So get in, join in on that. It's always a great thing. We all, you know, we all, I love my vision board um, and starting of it. And I always schedule to go into yours. So I'll have to make sure. We do a quarterly vision board for the, for the team and for our community. Mm -hmm. Um, And I haven't finished mine. We did a quarterly vision board the first week in January. And it's just been so crazy that I haven't finished it. I started it. That's, but that, that word isn't there right somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's the 18th, right? February 18th. February 18th. Yes. On a Saturday. Yes, I am. Yeah. And I loved what you said earlier about this is like your daily ad. Like this is the daily advertisement you're going to look at yeah. every day to, to keep it in front of you. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's actually a highlight. It is meant to be a highlight reel of your actual vision, right? Not the, not the vision mm-hmm. itself. It's a highlight reel, like your advertisement, right? We watch advertisement all day long on your phone, on your TV. Uh, yep. But most people don't advertise to themselves. That makes I love sense. That. I, love, I that. love that too. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay. Okay. So next week's guest, Michelle, um, we like to have our current guest introduce next week's guest because it's that, again, that community and that the feeling of that there's more than enough. There is no competition here. Um, so, uh, Michelle, take it away. Yeah. So um, we have um, an angelic lady powerhouse. Uh, she does coaching and uh, ghostwriting services for brilliant, brave, badass folks ready to change their effing world. Ooh, forget all the terms. She's also the author of Dear Universe, I Get It Now, Letters on the Art Journey of Being Brave of Being Me. Um, She is an absolutely incredible, uh, her name is Alyssa, I'm going to butcher her last name, Berthium. 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 (laughs) And she's, um, she has, it's called The Right Place, Right Time is the name of her business. I'm a virtual boutique of professional writing services for coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs ready to change their world, their story, and impact like those people that they're up to to transform. So I've met her personally. I've heard her speak. You want to tune in for this one. And if you can get some insights from anybody who's a master of content, I highly, 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 highly recommend. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. So Allie Berthium is next week. And yes, she is 
uh, awesome, awesome uh, entrepreneur, but she's also an incredible person. Um, and um, you're going to love meeting her and hearing from her if you haven't before. And if you have, if at if you have, you know, you still don't want to miss it because you just never know what Allie's going to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me. <laughs> yeah. There are no censors. We make sure, and we do, everybody, we will say this. We do make sure this is 18 and older. Please don't let your kids come in unless you just steer clear with them. But yeah, we do make it 18 and older for a reason around here. <laughs> Yeah. So our ask this week, please uh, subscribe to YouTube. If you are watching this on LinkedIn, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and if you're seeing it anywhere else, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have an email list. If you're interested in that, just check out the link for that in the show notes. And um, that's a wrap. Thank you again, Michelle. It's been awesome. We yes, this, this has been absolutely amazing. God, thank you for having me. Thank you for how you're showing up in our world and creating this uh, the story so that people can step into an abundant mindset of everything is possible, right? It, it, like you're not alone. Everybody is out here. We're all beating down the uh, demons and the darkness in our head and having yeah. you up to something that really lights you up is the one of the fastest ways to keep them at bay. Absolutely. Love awesome. that. Great way to wrap up the show. We're so yep. excited. Thank you. All right. So until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.